Welcome, everyone, to Making It Our Best Season podcast, episode four, hosted by Dorian and Lynn, sponsored by Lighthouse Senior Living Solution and Palmetto Family Care, two faith-based companies that not only provide excellent services, but also are great resources for our community. In this podcast, we discuss many topics that our aging baby boomers and their family are faced with today. I quote, what the heck do we do with our aging parents? We will have professional experts in their field from various areas of the senior care industry to educate and provide resources to our listeners. November is National Alzheimer's Awareness Month, and we have a very special guest joining us today, Jan Hyatt, NOAA Director for the ARC of South Carolina. Welcome. So to tell you a little bit about our special guest, Jan is a certified dementia, a master trainer and co-trainer for the evidence-based program called Powerful Tools for Caregivers, an interactive educational program teaching caregivers how to care for themselves while navigating difficult journey, the difficult journey of being a caregiver. So through various career opportunities, Jan has been very lucky enough to travel extensively all over the world. Jan is married for 47 years, has three daughters, nine grandchildren, and in her spare time, Jan and her husband, they enjoy ballroom dancing and spending time with their family and friends. We first would like to say thank you, Jan, for joining us this morning. Thank you so, for having me. Most definitely. Tell us a little bit about what is the Ark of South Carolina? Okay, the Ark of South Carolina is a small nonprofit located uh, here in Somerville, South Carolina. Um, our executive director, Peg Lehmeyer, started the Ark almost 27 years ago. Her mother had Alzheimer's. She There were no resources. She had to quit her job to stay home to take care of her mother. So when she passed away, she said, I am going to start I'm going to find resources and have them for the families dealing with Alzheimer's and dementia. So she started the ARC, and of course, she's still our executive director, and we provide services to families who are dealing with Alzheimer's or related dementia. So we're Alzheimer's Family Services. So what services are offered through the ARC? Okay, we uh, have a number of different services, but special one is the social respite, which we have, which normally runs Monday through Thursday, but we are still building Monday up from COVID being closed for COVID, but that is where the caregiver will drop off their loved one here, or we have a van that picks up. They'll leave them here for just under four hours and they are socialized. They get to socialize. They make friends. They have a hot lunch with the others and the staff served on China plates, uh, glasses, regular silverware. They're treated with the utmost respect, love and care. And so they're caregiver is the one that gets the respite while they're here. So they can go have lunch with a friend, go to the dentist, just sit and read a book, just sit and do nothing, anything that caregiver needs to do. So it's for them and their loved one, you know, reaps the benefits of being here. And then we offer caregiver consultations. We have a number of different support groups. We offer corporate lunch and learns to so caregivers still in the workforce can get training 
um, at those corporate lunch and learns. Uh, we have educational trainings, which includes our powerful tools for caregivers class series, which teaches caregivers how to practice self-care so they stay healthy during the journey of caregiver. Uh, we also have a training for law enforcement and first responders. It's an Alzheimer's training to help them learn how to approach and handle people with Alzheimer's or some other dementia. Uh, I'm a master trainer, and we offer class leader training to teach other people how to teach the powerful tools for caregivers classes. So that's been very successful, and we have a lot of people taking those. We trained the first two people in Alaska to be able to offer those classes in Alaska for the caregivers. So we're proud of that. We offer a lot of resources and referrals. Uh, we do health expos. We do the, the AFA memory screenings, uh, community development, which falls under the NOAA project. And we have an early memory loss program, which is our navigation club. Wow, that's a lot of uh, resources, but a lot of good resources at that. Thank you. Yeah, that's, that's really good. Tell me, what is your role at the ARC? Okay. I am the NOAA project director. NOAA stands for Neighborhood Outreach Alzheimer's Health. So the NOAA project is a community outreach program. The outreach is to assist small towns and rural communities in developing their own services to help families living with Alzheimer's or some related dementia. So our goal is to create a basic framework of easily accessible community services throughout our coverage area, which is the five counties, Dorchester, Berkeley, Charleston, Colleton, and Orangeburg. So we cover those, but we never turn anyone away that needs our help. We connect them somewhere else in the state so that they can help them under their area. So the NOAA project also does all of the education that we offer. Yeah, that's really good. So what would you say is a typical day for Jan. Okay, well, I would have to say I have no idea because <laughs> it can change really quickly. You know, I could come in the door and have a full day planned on my calendar and everything. And one of the volunteers for the respite program may have called in sick. And uh, our respite program is takes priority unless you have something you can't change. If they need another staff member in the program, because we like a two to one ratio, so two, two staff members or two volunteers to one person, we just have to drop whatever we're doing and go in and help. That is our most important to us. So, you know, that takes priority. The staff drops whatever they're doing. And then, you know, I could come in and I could be arranging, setting up for teaching a class or teaching a class or working on materials for a class I have coming up or organizing a health expo fair, planning a day out in the community where I go out and work on that community development. I could be doing that or I could be out in the community that day. I could be writing reports. It's really, there is no typical day. It kind of just, you come in and you find out somebody has scheduled five meetings for you and there you go. So <laughs> we're busy. We really right. are. No, totally understand. I guess another big question would be, what made you want to work for the art? You know, I had retired and we had moved to Charleston and I didn't intend to work again, but I, this just came to me. It was meant to be, but we, I had a relative who had Alzheimer's and it was really, it lasted a long time. It was very draining on the family members caring for my mother-in-law. It was my mother-in-law. And so I wanted to help the families going through this and to be there for those caregivers and to help them find a way to navigate through the difficult 
difficult journey and to, to be here and be involved with making a difference in the lives of those people who have Alzheimer's or dementia. So that made me want to work here. It was not, it, I didn't even have to think about it when Peg offered me a job awesome. and I love it. It makes me that feel is great. like, you know, that's awesome. Thank you. Um, when a family hears about you, what are the requirements to receive your service? Okay. Well, the one that we have the criteria for would be the respite. Mm-hmm. And so for that to come here for that, they must have a dementia diagnosis, some kind of dementia diagnosis. Doesn't have to be Alzheimer's. They have to be ambulatory. So independent or using a walker or cane. Um, They have to be continent or the ability to care for themselves or care with very little help. You know, we can help them a little, but we have they have to be um, able to do it mostly on their own because we are a non-medical facility or organization. So they can't be combative. They can't have combative behavior because it's not safe for the other people who come. And so if they're interested, they call and we schedule them for an intake with our caregiver advocate. So they come in and they bring their loved one also. So there's no charge for the intake. They come in, they go into the program so they can see how they like it, how they fit in, how it feels while their caregiver goes in with the caregiver advocate. And they discuss all the things that are going on. They do medical forms. It's about a 45 minute to an hour session that they find out about the family and everything that's going on. And so if that's the direction they're going on, then there are physician forms that are required to be completed by the physician Mm -hmm. and they have to have a negative TB test. If the family wants them to come, they're going to come. We need to get the medical forms back and then the, the program director will call and set up the day that the person will be coming, whether it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. And then they start to come. And that would be the the criteria for that. We do have other resources that we offer. We have an early memory loss program that's on Fridays. You do not have to have a diagnosis to attend the navigation club. That's what we call it. We do have some people in it that do have an early diagnosis, but we do have some in it that just want to work on a healthy brain. That's our program that's on Friday. And then of course, we have a lot of other services that that we offer that are free to the caregivers, free to the families. They don't have to be coming to either one of those programs, do the caregiver consultations. We offer the resources, the help. They can just be independent. I say not coming to those other services. That is not a requirement to receive the other services that we offer. I bet a lot of things changed when uh, COVID hit for you guys. Is that still a requirement that you guys are having to also screen for? We are not screening for um, COVID any longer, other than the fact they have to have a vaccine to come. Okay. So they have to have had the the vaccination to come and hopefully the boosters and everything, but we have to protect the staff as well as the other people who come. So that's across the board. But other than that, we are, you know, we're not wearing masks or anything, always subject to change. (laughs) Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Are services provided for the individual or the entire family? You kind of answered that a little bit. I didn't know if you had anything further you wanted to touch on. It is for the entire family. You know, the the caregiver consultations are free of charge. 
you know, the support groups are out there, the powerful tools for caregiver class series. There's six classes. All those are free. They receive a, a caregiver help book, which is worth about $30 when taking that class. Uh, the resource fairs are all at no expense to them. The AFA memory screenings are at no cost. Uh, the referrals and resources, regardless of whether they're attending or other programs, are open to them. These referrals and resources are just whatever they need. They come in or they we can do a Zoom meeting with them for the referral and resources, and then we just help them find what it is that they need and provide it to them. Um, and then go from there. And they can okay. always come back and ask us for more. Corporate lunch and learns are paid for by the corporation. Okay. The, the caregivers pay nothing. So that's basically going into a business or corporation and educating their staff on. No, this would be yeah. the corporation would ask us to come in and give some training to the caregivers, or I might do a powerful tools for caregivers class as well. But okay. we have one about managing stress. So it's in the corporation's benefit to take care of their caregivers, because when things aren't good at home, they call in sick, they have to take off. So it's a way for them to try to take care of their caregivers and still allow them to keep working so that they know how to handle things at home and they can can just use the resources we can help them with because okay. they probably still need to work or maybe they're only in their 50s. You know, we have a lot in that sandwich gener generation that are doing the caregiving now. So right. the corporations are interested in caring for the caregivers that are that are working for them. Okay. That's awesome. That is, that's a great resource on the navigation club. Is that in person or is that virtual? Um, they come here in person during COVID. We only missed one week of a meeting and we had them on zoom. Okay. So they met all through COVID on zoom on Fridays for an hour, hour and a half that's about as long as we could keep them on for, keep their attention without and being able to do more things. So we kept them all through that and then started them back in, as soon as we could in October of 21. And so they come every Friday from 845 to 1230. And, you know, they do a lot of things that work on a healthy brain, socialization, nutrition, exercise, cognitive activities, and even mindfulness contribute to a healthy brain. So it's a wonderful program. And you do not have to have a diagnosis to come to that. Okay. That's, that's a great resource. Cause a lot of people, they just, I, I think a lot of people just want to ignore that their loved one might have some issues with memory and no longer aging. It's, they have something going on so when they ignore it, they are missing out big time on resources available, education, and just helping that loved one not advance as quickly. Absolutely. Yeah. It so, does help. It's not going to get rid of it, but it does slow it down. Slow it down. And having yeah. a good time too. Right. You know, and so, it, right. And we and have had learning. a few members in that, in the navigation club who have had to transition into the respite program because 
they have advanced. So that's also a nice feature for the family. They can still keep coming, but they just move over into that other program seamlessly, really, once they get to that point. And then they have a wonderful time in there and, again, get things that get their pistons firing in their brain and get them going and laughing and singing. You know, singing is a wonderful thing for people with memory loss because that lasts the longest in our brain that the the memories of the singing and the words from that so you can put on anything that's spiritual or the hymns or that are patriotic songs and they the words just come tumbling out and they might not talk any other time yeah i've so seen that very, I think music is therapy is huge with anybody suffering from dementia So my next question is, and I've already participated in quite a few of the ARCS community events, but tell us about some of the events that you guys do year round to raise funding for your program, to keep it open and how important it is to people to get involved, even if they're not taking care of somebody right now that has dementia, but just as our community as a whole, how it can really help with your services and making sure these people get the services they need and the caregivers get the help they need. Right. The The statistics are high that um, sometime in our life, we're either going to be a caregiver or we are going to be the one that has a caregiver. Uh, Alzheimer's and dementia is growing faster and faster. And we have more of the early memory loss diagnosis. Uh, There's about 200,000 people in the U.S. that are diagnosed under 65 years of age. Alzheimer's is what we consider an aging disease, but regular aging is different from Alzheimer's, but it happens in the older years. Mm -hmm. But now we have, you know, about 200,000 that are under 65. So there is, there is a lot of children Um, there. It's, it's heartbreaking anyway, but when they're younger, it's, it reaches even further. Right. You know, I did hospice for many years my youngest patient that on that was on hospice care was 43 years old with pick disease. Wow. And it was it was really heartbreaking. The family believes that he had had it for at least 15 years prior when he had to go on hospice services. They look back kind of what they thought he was just kind of crazy ended up being he was inflicted by pick disease and it's spinal lobe part of uh, dementia so it was very heartbreaking and to be so young and ha- and mm-hmm. family having to with that. What events do you have for the rest of 22? Well, for the rest of 22, we only have our dash race that's in December, the first week in December. It's the same course as the race we run every year in August, which this last August was our 23rd year. So it's the same course. It's a 5K and it just kind of kicks off the Christmas season. A lot of families run in it. Again, we're just making people aware of Alzheimer's and dementia and what's going on with the families. And so that's our only one that's left. But that's the ugly sweater run. Is mm-hmm. that it? Yeah, the ugly sweater, sweater run. I think it's December third or dash. Yes, December third, right? Okay. Um, and then we'll be coming up on in in twenty three. We'll have our antique car show, which I know you came to that. I'm not sure the exact date on that. Then we'll have the dancing with the arc stars again, and that's May thirteenth. Huge event, and it was yeah. so amazing. It, it raises a lot of money so that we can continue to offer our resources and things 
for at little or no cost or no cost at all. It's a very important event and very fun too. A lot of fun. A lot of good things happens there. And then we added another fundraiser this year, the Clay Pigeon Pool uh, out at the Partridge Creek Gun Club. That was a lot of fun and we'll be continuing that on. Those funds raised for that are used for our satellite office. That's the ARC in Harleyville, a respite program. So that Argo Cement is a big supporter of the ARC and that fundraiser that they put on for us and we'll continue to do that. So that was great. We raise awareness through health fairs. We attend any networking event in the community we can after hours with the chambers, you know, any of the chambers that we can, luncheons to network and share resources. Uh, We have percentage days at some companies or, or retail stores that they'll offer us a percentage of what they raise for the weekend or for the day. And we go with our resources and are there to offer those conferences, uh, days of caring where people come to the ARC to learn about the ARC. And usually they perform some kind of a service too as a volunteer service for us. Either we have one coming up soon and they're going to they're going to do the power washing on the house, but then they'll learn all about the ARC and everything. So those are important. Our Peg Lamar, our executive director, is part of the South Carolina Aging Advisory Council with the U.S. Senate. Um, she was on a panel with Tim Scott for this information, for changes, all the things that they're trying to do to help the caregivers. So she was on that panel in 21, but she's still on the advisory council, which meets, I think, quarterly. And so is still having an influence on what's going on there. So we just take advantage of any way we can to spread the word. I'm also part of a couple run clubs. I've been posting the different runs for them to get signed up that are in our area. So I, I have reached out to them to go register. So that oh, would be good. good. And if anybody, any of our listeners need more information on their service, you can visit their website at the ARK of SC.org. Are you on social media as well? We are. What do you love most about your job? Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I love helping the families find hope and relief through our services and our education opportunities. I love working directly with those caregivers that need us so much, helping them find ways to cope and create moments of joy with their loved ones and just help them create just a better atmosphere. And I say those moments of joy can be created, even though things are different. And it makes a difference in the whole outlook in the home and for both parties, the caregiver and the care receiver. I love coming to work. It makes me feel like I make a difference. I hope I do. I I love my job and what I am able to do. Well, you well, can definitely it, tell. That's good. That, yes, we, I'm glad. Yeah, you can definitely tell that you love your job. So that And that makes a big difference, too. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it's needed. It's not going anywhere. And I'm so grateful that I can be a part of it. We thank you so much for coming on today and sharing with our listeners. Pleasure to be here. I just really appreciate, you know, being asked to do this and share what the ARC does uh, each and every day. And so it was really my pleasure to be here. Well, thank you. So I just wanted to let all our listeners know that Alzheimer's Awareness Month is November. In November, they also have Light the World Until Day is November 3rd. 
word. And I want to give a couple statistics of the Alzheimer's disease. Right now, we have 6.2 million Americans that are living with Alzheimer's. The number of Americans with Alzheimer's is projected to surpass 13.8 million by the 2060. And more than 11 million American caregivers provide over 15.5 billion hours of unpaid care a year. So these are staggering numbers. Mm-hmm. So programs like the Arc of South Carolina, you know, these are important, especially with the rise of dementia type diseases. Wow. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I want to say thank you again to Jen with the Arc of South Carolina for joining us today. For anybody else that is interested, you can definitely follow us on social media at Making It Our Best Season on Facebook and then also on Instagram. You can follow us under Dory Lynn 8 Anybody that's interested in either being a guest and you can email us at ourbestseason at gmail.com. But again, we'd love to hear from you. Love to hear what topics you'd like for us to discuss. Again, if you're interested in being a guest, we'd love to have you. Thank you for listening to us today. Look forward to reconnecting with everyone again. Thanks again for having me.